Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. And welcome, folks. Here we are with another fantastic edition of uh, whatever the hell this is. I'm P.T. Merciless. And this is Riot Star Review. View, view, view. I await the presence of my co-host, the drab but charming Dylan Erickson. Oh, there we go. How's it going, Pete? Hey, we did it. Call did is it. being recorded. Yes. Yes, I think it is. Success, sir. Success. Finally. Finally, yes. So here we are. And uh, before we begin, I'd like to give a shout out to a Mr. William Fowler, who did his best to be here today, and perhaps he will be here, at least in the chat recently, who... Uh, decided to uh, engage in the outmoded idea of matrimony. Yes, congratulations. Yes. Flushing your life down the toilet is never an easy decision. No, no. I commend you for making it with the solidarity that you did, sir. Hopefully we'll see you on the show here today. Hopefully. He's home around 620, so. 620. Hmm. 620 British time, so 120 here. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're way ahead of us. Over there, it's almost tomorrow. Mm. (laughs) But I'm doing well. Got my coffee, got my smokes. We're ready to go. Oh, great. Smokes and coffee. Yeah. What more do I need to kill myself? (laughs) Oh. Oh, yes, the beer. There it the is. beer. I'm oh, just kidding. <laughs> no beer <laughs> this early in the day, even for me. No, that's that's for the evening shows, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yes. My dr- day drinking days are long over with. Oh, okay. Hmm. I, I I swear. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> so, shall we march right into our review of Anarchy Twenty Five? I've got it open right now. Let's do it. Yes. Now, I will say one thing about the opening. Now, according to the credits on this, it was supposed to be written by Rob Riot. If Rob Riot wrote this, he must have been bombed out of his mind at the time. <laughs> because there are so many glaring grammatical errors in this thing. I mean, for him. You know what I mean? Yeah. And maybe maybe he didn't do it. Maybe it was Alan ended up taking it, and he, since he was on vacation, he was doing it on his phone or something. I don't know. But uh, I don't know. I don't think so. The way Armin von Krauss is written, particularly, is seems a little, you know, a lot less expertly done than Alan does him. So, Rob was drunk. Shame on you, Rob. Don't do segments when you're drunk. 
Only I can pull that shit off. Now, first, but it, it was good. I'll say that. <laughs> it was a good opening segment. Thoughts, opinions, Mr. Erickson? Uh, I thought it was good. I thought it was funny. Uh, the Trump stuff was funny. Anything to do with Trump makes me laugh. So I thought it was good. Uh, <laughs> I don't know if Rob Riot wrote this one, though. Well, it said he was supposed to. Yeah. I mean, somebody wrote it who has writing ability, but they were drunk. This is my theory. I'm sticking to that theory. Okay. I'm which will blindly... be debunked. Which will probably be debunked almost immediately in the chat or something. <laughs> I can't likely. keep the chat. I can't keep the chat open uh, window open, and look at this uh, card. So if you could just keep me informed if ever uh, you know Scotty chimes in or anything, that'd be great. Yep. Nothing as of yet. If he doesn't fall asleep. Because he's in Australia, and clockwise, he's even more fucked than the British people right now. So He is. He is. Hmm. So so we're, doing match, this, we're doing this show out of selfishness, really. <laughs> first, so match, David the Animal Skinner. Who is this fool? See, he lasted all of five minutes in the bed. Yep. Lost in a glorified squash match to Jackie Wenzel. Yes, he did. Beware anybody whoever, who does not put up a poser for their character. Yeah, whoever wrote it put a fair amount of effort into it. I don't think it was warranted. Oh, hey, any good match is warranted, I think. I think even squash matches could be done with a little bit of pizzazz, you know? just to make it an actual match. Even if the guy gets bit slapped the whole match, put some entertainment into it. Don't make it just a, oh, okay, there was a, I read those few paragraphs for no reason at all because it was just literally just they came in, they slapped him around, and they beat him. Kind of like the <laughs> Jessica King match, like which we'll get to. We'll get um, to that. We'll get to it. Give us time. Well, we'll get to it. Okay. When he saw Jackie didn't use Amish Paradise as his theme, I would have to agree with him on that. I think Cotton Eye Joe is good, but I think Amish Paradise would have been much better. No, I didn't even think of that. Why did he not use Amish Paradise? It's so obvious. I can't think of anything more obvious. No. Unless he actually doesn't know the song. That's the only explanation I can come up with. Well, hopefully he listens. Yeah. Change your theme what music. What do you think of this character? I think it's just, it's definitely a step up from the, the Barbie doll shit, but what do you think of this character for, for Locklear? Unique. Definitely unique. I like it. It's something different. Uh, we've seen the Barbie doll thing. We've seen all of that before. Uh, this is this is different, so I think anything different is good. Yeah, and, I don't uh, think I've ever Amish. seen an Amish guy. And everything's been done before, so this is new to me, so it, it, I guess it's a good idea just for that. The novelty alone. No, it's nice, yeah. And what's what's his finisher again? Uh, the Hellacious Hex. It's an earthquake splash. An earthquake splash. Yeah, that's right. And I was wondering about that the other day. I said, why is he doing an earthquake splash when this is not a fat guy? I mean, the splash isn't that effective unless you're a fat guy. <laughs> yeah. 
true. That is true. Is, but they maybe it was just a last minute thing. What's this guy? Oh, fucking splash! <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> just couldn't come up I with that. The commentary was really, really well done in this match, though. There wasn't a lot of it, but what was there was was really entertaining. Trying to make the squash match at least worth reading. So I thought that was nice as well. Oh, yeah. Well, that's where some of the best commentary comes out is in these squash matches because they literally can just kind of dedicate the match to that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, so, so oftentimes you'll see some of the best commentary, right? And, he's, and, and it's good, too, because they're usually opening matches, too. So it really gets Onions and Greer going on their on their way, you know. Yeah, and the two commentators' personalities work really well with each other as well. Yeah. And so, you know, for a squash, it was a very well-done match. Uh, and uh, effort was actually was put into it, which was nice. It wasn't just some short, you know, uh, blah, blah, let's get through this and get to the next thing. Speaking of the next thing, the correct <laughs> plan. Here's a segment by Mr. Nocturnal and about the correct plan. What do you think of this? I am uh, trying to see who this guest is in the chat, but oh, Cherry Merciless! I'm looking at it now. <laughs> yep, I'm looking at the chat too for a second here. And guest five, who knows? Might be Billy, and he doesn't have an account. True, true. And they never uh, reveal themselves. It doesn't matter how many times you ask; they won't say who the fuck they are. I hate that. <laughs> If you're an old enemy, look, if you're an old enemy of mine, let's just clear the air right now, you know? Let's get over it. All in. Entertaining as all hell. Who? Call in. It'll be entertaining. Yeah. Well, I don't know about that. (laughs) Oh, it'll be entertaining, all right. Yeah, it'll fuck up the flow of the show. We said we're just going to do reviews. This is a review show now. Yes. This isn't a babble show. Maybe once in a while we'll allow that. The Babel and Flaming are five years in the past, unfortunately. Yeah. Maybe I'll do just one huge, giant flame war show before I go out to this business. <laughs> for the My last we'll show will just be to... But that'll be difficult, because I don't hate anybody. So <laughs> I don't True. have any fuel to... I don't have any True. fuel to work. The only people I do hate are people that haven't been in the game for a long time. Long gone. Like that journey. Yeah. He's, the only, he's about the only one left who's got to still hate. Wait, who is this? Journey Owns. Remember that douchebag? Oh, yeah. I remember him from Fed Wars. Yeah. I mean, just through and through a fucking asshole. I I just could not stand that motherfucker. Him and actually a few of those TEW fucking people. They were the most arrogant, immature, obnoxious fucking cocksuckers. And there I go. So, (laughs) 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 yeah, let's get back to this. Uh, Terry Merciless. Yeah. Who I love this character. Um, God bless them for coming up with something like this, and uh, it's given me a lot to work with the last couple of things. Yeah, I and thought here. it was nice, too. Mm-hmm. Um, I like how Emily did nothing during the whole segment to slurp on her drink. It kind of gives her a, you know, I think she's kind of patterned after that Suicide Squad Harley Quinn these days, which is cool. Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, means she definitely looks good. <laughs> And uh, it goes, it has a lot to do with 
the pushing of Eddie Havoc in the segment and everything. Uh, boy, they're really trying to help this guy, which is good, I guess. Fellow Brit, I think that's why they're latching onto him the way they are. The guys like Martin. Um, yep. But he's, uh, you know, my whole thing about that is, like, you can only push somebody, don't push them beyond their abilities. You know, don't try no. to be throwing this guy in the main event all the time, stuff like that. You know, he's not ready for it. He's not, that's not what he is. You know, push him toward that mid-card championship. Help him along with that. Um, but it's a good thing that's doing. They're giving him, you know, because the guy really is in the Fed. He's dedicated, and they're giving him relevance and stuff, and that's cool. Yeah. So a good, solid segment by Nock. I'm glad that he's still doing segments for the Koresh plan and everything. And he's really going with the character again, of nocturnal. He's not just a one-off, oh, here, hi, I'm here, now I'm gone again. That's bullshit. He's actually here in the Fed, and he's actually got his clan with him, which is always what makes nocturnal's character a lot cooler to me, is when he's surrounded by his entourage of freaks and, and nut jobs. So, uh, <laughs> well, that's really cool. Next match, um, this is one I didn't even read, I'll be honest. I, you know, maybe I skimmed it a little bit, Hell's Bouncer and Devin Stone versus Knob Kerfuffle. And Finn um, Windbag. And Windbag. Yeah. So Windbag and Kerfuffle win this one. Um, well, I, I, let me Dev- just say, I'm, I'm glad that Mitch Allen finally found a character whose name actually reflects him. Bravo. So, uh, I did not read the match. <laughs> of the- Alpha and Omega lost. Um, Devin Stone even tag in. Uh, Devin Mm -hmm. Stone helps Hell's Bouncer to his feet and then hits him with a power bomb and a heart punch. So, wait, who hit whom with what? Devin Stone turned on Hell's Bouncer after the match. Oh, he turned on him. Oh, okay. Yeah, that didn't take long, did it? No, I'm assuming that was. I'm assuming that happened because Hell's Bouncer announced his retirement on the forum. And they needed an out, so. Uh, and then I see he posts the role play. <laughs> and then he posts the role play, so I guess he's not retired after all. He jumps the gun, I guess, and just he retires. I've seen so many retirement threads from this guy. of like, oh, no, computer's off, man, I'm retired. You're never going to retire. This is all you have. I mean, from what I remember of the dude, <laughs> he's very dedicated when- to the game. When I, when I saw the thread, I was skeptical. Um, yeah, this, uh, he's not going anywhere, folks. Hell's Bouncer is going to be sticking around for a while. Yeah. I have nothing against that dude. I just think he doesn't belong in this set. It's too, uh, the writing quality in this set is too high. It just, he should stick to DRW, you know. Hey, Devin Stone, for God's sake, is barely good enough to be in this set. Never mind Hell's Bouncer. <laughs> it's just so onward. Okay, and uh, knob kerfuffle too. Like this character, this is one of Polly's characters that he's pulled out of his ass that I just don't care that much for. I gotta, I gotta say, I'm being honest here, you know. And this show, I'm not gonna be a prick, but I'm gonna be honest about some things. And I don't care for this knob kerfuffle too terribly. He's like this lonesome loser no respect from anybody or whatever like that. Maybe it would help if he put up a poser for the guy, you know? But if he's a lonesome loser, then why is he in a tag team? Well, 
I actually, from what I've been reading, I have actually read, I read his last role play, and I've kind of read around, and, you know, Milo, Firewall, and everything. Apparently, it's like, a, it's a constructed deck of sorts. And, uh, okay. They're all about debauchery and, and all of this, which is cool. I like that. Uh, but, I, I don't know. I'll, I just have to fucking stick in there and read more and see, you know, maybe, maybe it'll grow on me. Um, yeah. So, there you have that. Devin Stone turns on Hell's Bouncer to defeat Nob Kerfuffle and Finn Moonbeck. And Hell's Bouncer has announced in his roleplay that he will be facing Devin Stone at the pay-per-view. I don't know if that has been sanctioned by anyone. No, but highly uh, appropriate. But that would make sense. So it make, After what happened, it makes sense. And also, uh, those two are made for each other, so... Off you go. Yep. There's your uh, opening Scott match Adams, the pay-per-view. <laughs> paid you a compliment. That's one of your best qualities. You tell it as it is and aren't going to take BS. I can I can agree with that from personal experience. Ooh, I got to go look at this. Oh, thank you, Scott. <laughs> oh, we have a guest six now, too. Uh-oh. Yeah, we do. We do. And guest five is actually still there. Usually our guests don't stay very long. I think a lot of times it's these people that just whatever. This happened a lot in talk show. You remember the current show? Yeah, guests gone already. Current shows that are on. Yeah, they they pop in like, oh, what's that? Riot Star Review. I don't know what that. You know, is that something that E Network does? And then they find out that this is just a bunch of people talking about fantasy wrestling, which they have no fucking idea what that is. Never heard (laughs) of in their lives, and then they leave. Uh, guest six has left, and guest seven has shown up. Oh, guest seven. So we'll, e, guest six. That is also true. Because that's the way it does it well, once you leave, but anyway. Yeah. Next up, we have Milo or Milo Firewall versus Vengador Oscuro versus Tony Manziel, who was officially or originally going to face E-Rock, but then E-Rock left the Fed in spectacular fashion, and so he was put into this match. Yeah, and I didn't he end up no showing. The I don't. Dude. I don't recall him role playing actually. Let's see. Yeah, I think this is like the first show I've ever seen this guy miss. Yep, he didn't role play. Huh. Crazy. Maybe it was just confusion or something, or he didn't have anything because they pulled a switcheroo on him at the last minute. I don't know. Yeah, but. Uh... Uh, Vengador Oscuro picks up the win. I'm pretty sure that is their debut in RSW. I think. And this was actually, I read the match. It was a pretty good match. It really was. Yeah, yeah this guy got the win. And uh, he deserved it. I mean, he's a pretty good writer. Yeah, both are solid. Yeah, seems like a pretty solid role player, so... If we, uh, I seem to remember him from somewhere before, or did he join here before and then leave or something? I have no idea. I'm new, you know. Oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot. He just got back from your own, what, year and a half, two year long hiatus, whatever it was. Two year hiatus. Two year hiatus. Two years. Two years. Just like mine was before I came back. Like, I can't believe uh-uh. it's a long time. I <laughs> 
you come back, you're surprised they fucking remember you. And I'm like, oh, that's right. Nobody here has a wife. That's why you remember me. <laughs> because we do this because we don't have much of lives outside of this shit. Speak yeah. for yourself. I, yeah, I know, guys. Yeah, yeah. Like, when I came back, Rob Riot announced it, and he remembered who I was. And I'm like, oh, well, that's nice. People remember you, buddy. If not for <laughs> nothing else, and ICW helps a lot with that. <laughs> it does. It does. Yeah. Otherwise, you'd probably only be remembered by people from GFET, which there's all of, like, three or four left. Yeah, they're all gone. Well, how many are there? There's you, me, there's Martin, Rob. Rob was in GFET. He goes back that far. Um, Who did Martin handle? No, he's always been not Arnold. Oh, yeah, yeah, okay, sorry. Yeah, uh, that character. I think you've been handling that character for, you know, 12 years or something. Then there's Hell's Bouncer and Devin Stone. Yeah, Dravaka Drumstone. Uh, E-Rock, who is gone e now. e yeah, he was in the Z-Fed, uh, I think. Uh, Although, I, yeah, he was, yeah, of course he was. Yeah, Scotty Adams, surprised when people remembered him when he came back from his own three-year break. So, yeah, yeah. it's funny. Scotty and, uh, well, I think Juice Jackson, I don't know if he was around. Who? Juice Jackson. Oh, Juice Jackson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's where DWA started on Juice. Yeah. Yeah. yeah the next yeah, segment... Yeah. Uh, yeah. New majority the owner. Handing of the titles. Yes. Yeah. I'm just scrolling here trying to get to it. Yeah, this is a uh, this is a fairly brief segment uh, featuring mainly uh, Erebus, Chris Gibson, and Armand von Kraus, where they explain or it ends up being explained uh, the stipulations for the main event, the upcoming main event. Okay. So that it was a good segment, did the job. Let us know what was going on there. Then the next match, Anarchy Contendership, Jessica King versus Grimstone. Dravaka Grimstone himself, who was also yeah. left over for G-Fed. Right. Uh, to me, this match would have been a squash, most likely, even if he had shown up. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, it was even more devastating of an end to him, the fact that yep. he didn't. And I don't think he's like, dude, stop coming back to this fed. You're just going yep. feds, going feds. He I know the guy play. a long time. I'm like, you didn't role play, but, you know, you just he's another one. Like, you just don't really belong in fed. You know, it's not your thing. This is because the, the way he runs his feds, like GRW and everything, you know, it's like show up if you fucking feel like it. If you don't show up for five months, yeah, we're not going to take you off the roster, nothing like that. You'll just sit there. And, you know, it's a show up if you feel like it kind of affair. It's not, there's no consequences or anything like there is in a fed like this. Where, you know, we're only going to put up with it for so long. you got to let us know what's going on. You know, it's a fed. It's a real fed. And we have rules here. And we have things, practices that we go by. One of them is if you don't show up, we don't have much use for you, especially if you're a lower card fuck that we don't care about that much. Exactly. So, don't fucking join if you're not going to fucking do anything. He's drawing this fucking thing, and they keep letting him back in, letting him back in every time he does. Dude, just get what this guy is, and next time he fucking tries to sign up, say, look, 
we know where this is going. You might show up for an event, maybe even two, but we know that this is just, you know, it's a short-term jobber contract we're giving you here, but we don't really need that. We want to we want to read matches between real competitors. People are actually competing in the Fed and writing stuff. Mm-hmm. So next thing, best friend. And this is a knob kerfuffle, thin windbag, Milo fire the wall segment. I guess I learned a lot from what those three have going on through this segment. Uh, really, um, <laughs> it, uh, save me from the pain of having to read a, a Mitch Allen role play. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> um, but it was good. It was good. Uh, I like the Meyer Firewall, Milo Firewall character. Um, I have to say though, I think he's going a little bit too apeshit with the Scottish accent, Allen, because I really. Have yeah, a, getting, uh, it's a challenge to read this shit. Yeah, it um, is. I agree. I'm is. just looking it's at like, some of it now. It's hard to read. Yeah. I mean, I know what he's doing. I know that he's trying to really have the Scottish accent come through with the, and all that, but uh, you don't have to, you know, butcher every sentence to this degree. You know, like, at least make it readable, you know? Mm-hmm. And I like to think I'm one of the most literate people here. I can't read this shit, so... <laughs> <laughs> I don't think other, too many other people are going to be able to. Yeah. Good, so good next character. up, we've got Jermaine Brown versus Reverend Shane Mitchell. Yes, and uh, th- I was surprised by this. I went off on the thing of how crappy the match was done by Martin, and then I realized, oh, it's a squash because this Jermaine Brown guy didn't show up. Well, they've been showing up every event for the last, like, two, three months since they've been here, these gang star guys. Yeah. So I just kind of assumed... That he had, I never read their stuff, okay? But I assumed that he had shown up. Um, and apparently he didn't. So, I don't know. This was kind of a sad waste of uh, Shane's time, you know? It's, it's always sad yep. when you get a useless opponent. But he didn't know exactly. this guy was going to be useless. Nobody did. We, everybody said, but I think without the, the tag team situation, maybe the guy just didn't have anything or didn't want to be bothered. As a single competitor, who knows? Yeah. What the fuck? But uh, so yeah. So I guess for the kind of match that it was, Martin did a good job. <laughs> right. I'll never doubt you again, man. Next up, legacy <sighs> contendership. Yeah. Oh, yeah. here we go. Not only Bill does Billy Fowler turn into a fucking prick and steal a Hall of Fame spot, but now, boom, he whips the shit out of Dylan Erickson. That he does. Dylan Erickson falls to one and three in RSW, marking a phenomenal return to form for the former world champion. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, you just need that like thousand words more. I know you're busy, but but no, yeah, you know, you had a good uh, you had a good role play. A good, this to me was one of the matches that uh, was actually close. That I was uh, well, but who knows the way this is going to go. Um, and that went uh, towards Mr. Fowler. That it did. He just seems to be on a simple tear lately. And, uh, yes. But it was a very congratulations. Done match. Yeah, great, yeah. great, wonderfully done match. Billy Fowler um, getting married. He beats Dylan Erickson. Hell of a week for the man. And uh, I like how the, the Mopolites came down and shit. And 
Eric uh, Hacklewood was there. You guys had a lot of a lot of stuff happened in the match. Yeah, yeah, I would agree. And Erebus, he interfered too. He's always sticking his fucking nose in everything. <laughs> so. Yeah, Scotty said he thought it had been storylined. He thought that I won. I thought Billy's role play was good. The part that I read, I thought it was very close. Oh wait, I also wanted to say about this match. This is actually Chris wrote this match. And oh really? I think. Oh yeah, Gibson. Yeah, I think he's one of the best friggin' match writers because he remembers things that he reads. And that comes out in these matches, in the matches he does. He, to me, he doesn't write enough matches, because I do love his matches. He does them wonderfully. Um, he's damn near as good as Martin to me, which he, when he's really on it. And he was on it tonight in this one. Um, just certain things that he, uh, he remembers that impress me, like, uh, you know, when he, the, just the description of them coming in. You know, how he refers to you as, you know, the royal knight you know, uh, as well as the massacre maker, you know, representing the kingdom. And like, yeah, he's, that's how the kingdom is set up. You know, Hecklewood's the court jester. You're like the knight. You know, I'm the king. Beulah's the queen. Like, he remembers that. He puts that in there, you know. I'm like, probably nobody else in the goddamn fed remembers details like that. <laughs> you know, honestly. Because it's hard no, to remember no. all the details. You read so many role plays and it's hard to remember details. But he, you know, which which means he likes my work and which means he, he was into this match and it came out, you know, came through that he was... He enjoyed writing it, and he liked it a lot. Yeah, it was really well done. Yeah. Uh, so, great job, Chris. And uh, now we move on to... The Anarchy Championship match. Kira Eastwood versus Eddie Havoc. Um, so, this was kind of a clusterfuck, I suppose. Well, it was, This was the match, I believe, where they, we ended it in a draw. Right. It ended in a draw, and now they co-hold the championship together. Co-hold the championship, yes. Yeah. Because there hasn't been enough confusing shit about championships in this bet, right? No. <laughs> we just haven't had enough confusion regarding titles in this bet. We're going to change the names 18 times. We're going to change the stipulations, how you earn them, three peaks crap. It's like, let's just make these whole titles. Can a championship just be a championship, folks? And why was this a draw? Like, look, she role-played twice. She role-played once. To me, she beat him. I know you guys are trying to push Havoc, and I'm not, you know, and he not saying he didn't, he, he laid a turd. He didn't, you know, but, eh. You got to give it to the person that put more effort in, as far as I'm concerned. And she's a slightly, she's a better writer. So, there you go, folks. I would have brought this in another judge. My little but... opinion, if I was the... Uh, well, Jesus Christ, there's like four or five of them, isn't there? <laughs> you got Dwayne, well, you got Alan, you got, you know. But if, and then they, but they if can the always talk to Martin judges, or somebody. If, huh? If the four or five judges came to the conclusion that there was a tie, bring someone else in and have them pick a winner. Yes. This is called because the it's the one role play fed, so you can't really say, well, they won because they wrote twice and the other person only wrote once. You only have to write once. Yeah. I mean, I don't really mind either way. Once in a while, a draw is going to happen, and uh, that's how it goes. Yeah. And they uh, felt that it, they felt it was close enough, and okay, you know, I guess you know, I'm not bitching about it. I mean, it certainly doesn't no. affect me. But I don't think title matches should really end in draws. Maybe disqualification or count out, and hold the rematch the next week or something. Yeah, and if you are going to end the title match in a draw, just have it under some really, really whack circumstances that ends up carrying on into, and now you've got some sort of storyline 
that surrounds the melt. Yeah, and Scotty um, says it was three role plays to two role plays. So it was three to two. Yeah, apparently, I did not read them all. <laughs> I thought it was two to one. Well, and shit, I guess they both did put a lot of effort. So, in that case, why do I always end up sounding like I'm talking out of my ass? I've got to just go back and look at these things thoroughly and make notes before I do these shows. <laughs> <laughs> But damn it, the Ted still didn't like your draw, guys, okay? Anyway. It doesn't matter. <laughs> and now we move on to the most interesting segment of the night. The Hall of the Fame Hall of presentation. Fame hmm. This was really cool. It was done wonderfully by Mr. Riot, although I think there was like a few writers here. Um, I believe Cardone wrote some on it, and Somebody else did too. I think yeah, Riot, said he wrote Riot wrote a lot of it. Mm-hmm. And didn't Billy say he wrote a little bit of it too? I'm not I sure. I thought I heard him mention something to that effect. But uh, in a but shock, yeah, is... Billy Fowler is announced as the next RSW Hall of Famer. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So now apparently. We got two jokes in the Hall of Fame. Although, to me, they're really not. I mean, Chris Parsons is a pretty, you know, legendary character, you know, in this game. You know, he's the yeah. owner of Genesis. He's been, you know, he's been around a long time, and he's been a, you know, a top name for a long time. So, in the end, who's, you know, you're going to look at the Hall of Fame someday of this and go like, well, yeah, it makes sense that he was there. You're not going to be like, well, I was joking. But at the time, I know it was, it was a, they were playing a game there. Um, but he still deserves to be there. And I think ultimately Billy does too, you know. He's done enough for the game. He's been... I mean, look at the yeah. WWE Hall of Fame. Not that I like to look at the WWE Hall of Fame, but they induct everybody who's ever anybody. Anybody who was ever anybody, you know, who was ever remotely a talent, even a mid-card person, is getting inducted year after year in that thing. So, I mean, you know, why wouldn't Billy get inducted? Yeah. It's cool. And it, it, you know, the only thing is that, like, I feel bad for, like, Shane Mitchell and Morton Davis. they got to wait a whole other fucking year until they can get in. <laughs> yeah, that, uh, That's probably going to that stall way. me off another year, too, you know? <laughs> <laughs> It'll be 2020 by the time I get in there. They keep fucking around like this. <laughs> Jesus. But then, uh, so then we, it was really a two-part segment. You had the first part, which was Billy and, and the Bastards come out and everything. It was a good segment Billy. for the Bastards. Um, and then, and then it goes into the, Yeah, and then we go into the really interesting stuff. Mr. Cardone. Shows up. And at first, he and Rob, yeah, well, Rob's, kind of, you know, I guess mockingly singing his praises or whatever. Arby comes out, tells Rob where the bear shits in the buckwheat. And then all of a sudden, you know who shows up. This was the biggest surprise of the night, I guess. Hunter Valentine. Hunter Valentine. And uh, the whole arena goes apeshit. And Hunter shows up and uh, says not a word. But uh, through his actions, shows that uh, whose side he's really on. Um, yep. This is going to require some explaining to do to me because somebody beats my brains in with a lead pipe. Probably not. It's probably going to take a lot. I know this is wrestling. It's 
going to take a lot for me to become his buddy. <laughs> true, true. I would but I don't, think it, I don't think it's a buddy situation. I think it's probably more of a, you know, the circumstances, you know, at an alliance of convenience, whatever kind of thing. Um, still interesting, though. Very interesting how they're, where they're, let's see where they take this, um, this whole thing. And uh, so, which, uh, I guess the main event of the next uh, show is going to be Hunter versus R.B. Gardone, which, that's great. I love that, you know. It's two guys that haven't been here, but are known here and are, you know, both good. And it'll make a really good main event. And uh, so, so yeah, excellently done, excellently done segment. Yeah, really, it was the highlight of the show, I suppose, really as well, at least segment-wise. Um, and then we have the next match, which was probably the best match on the card, I would say. In uh, like some other people seem to agree in the um, you know, feedback section there that uh, the way that it segued almost perfectly from the segment into the match. Yeah. Seem to just kind of carry on, and so you have this, this one long, ongoing thing to read that has everybody in it from, you know, Rob Riot, Honor Valentine, R.B. Cardone, and Arnold, and, you know, all these people, and, uh, and the switcheroo that he did, and like I said, I thought that was a good decision on his part to have um, Nocturnal say, no, not this event, you know. We're going to do this at a pay-per-view, being Rob. So he brings out Caleb. Now, this was a great push for his Caleb Koresh character. Yeah. It was the perfect push for his Caleb Koresh. I mean, right away, you know, he's not fighting some uh, jobber dude or something like that. You know, his first fucking match, boom, he's facing Rob Riot, And it was a great match. Like, the fact that it was against him did nothing to lessen the quality of the match. And, of course, Nocturnal was there, too, and everything. Yeah. yeah, it was really well done. Extremely well done. And Martin probably overall is the best match writer we have in this whole fed. Um, I mean, everybody does a good job. Alan's a terrific match writer, too. I mean, so, I mean, apples and oranges, but he's really you know one of the best match writers I've ever seen. He, he has a perfect balance of wrestling and story, and, you know, he doesn't overdo it with the commentary. I like that about him. And so this yeah. ended up being a great match. Uh, now we'll uh, just gloss over the final match, too. Oh, my God. Gloss over it. Well, I did a segment to kind of lead into it. I thought that was necessary. And I've been kind of lazy about contributing segments and shit lately, so I figured I really should do one. Uh, so. Yeah, we have PT, Beulah, Hecklewood, the big loser, Dylan Erickson, all coming in. Yeah, the Kingdom segment, and uh, I've got, you know, I've destroyed his buddy, Taron, who recently changed his name to Royal Scott, which I actually kind of like that name, the way I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Chris, the master of changing names to his characters, and, uh, you know, so Royal Scott just got destroyed by the Kingdom. Um. I don't think they left one inch of his body unbruised or cut. Lying in a bloody pile of filth and shit in the middle of the ring. Have fun cleaning that ring, folks. Have fun. Gonna need a new apron altogether. 
with all the blood that was on that ring. That was before the fucking match started, so. Yeah, it was. Yeah. And then the match itself, um, excellent. Allen couldn't have done a better job, I don't think. Well, I mean, slightly, if you said, yeah, it was a last man standing, you know, kind of a falls count anywhere sort of thing. So uh, it could have spilled out into the streets in Norway or whatever like that. He could have done that. He could have, or even even I would have been fine. Like, you know, it's been a long time since anything spilled back to, like, say, the locker room, you know? I haven't seen a match. I think next match I write, something like that's got to happen. Like, they just take right up the rampway and back to the fucking offices and locker rooms. It hasn't been a match like that in a long time. So no. you got to have a match like that once in a while where somebody, they're slamming each other's faces off the fucking lockers. Got to have that. So next time, I think I'm going to do that, maybe. <laughs> but uh, it was a tremendously great match. Um, it made this uh, anarchy one of the best in a while. They're on a roll with great anarchies. And uh, this one was no different. Just absolutely no. terrific. Se- segments were awesome. And there wasn't any uh, shitty filler in there. There wasn't those shit filler segments that you kind of just breeze through and go like, eh. It was all good. Final yeah. thoughts, Mr. Erickson. I enjoyed the show. Well, the, the parts I read anyway, I thought it was really well done. Uh, nothing stuck out as being particularly horrible. Um, the Hall of Fame thing was good. Uh, my match was good. Um, great show. Great show overall. Really well done. Yeah, absolutely. And so yeah. that will take us into the review part of the show is over. And now we're going to the predictions. That's right. Now we go to Anarchy 26. Yeah. Roleplay deadline is midnight on March 7th. Uh, Segment deadlines March 12th. And the show is scheduled to be up March 13th. So it'll probably be up uh, 15th or 16th. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) If I'm being honest. Yeah. Why are they even giving themselves a show or show deadline? What is that? You're the ones writing it. You'll get it done when you get it done. You're going to give yourselves a deadline? Well, maybe you should. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> They've but, been pretty uh, good getting them up the last couple of times, so I think it's helping. All right. So, uh, first match, we have... Devin Stone versus Milo Firewall. So, Devin Stone has something to write about in the storyline. Uh, he beat up Hell's Bouncer, and now apparently he will be facing Hell's Bouncer at the pay-per-view. So that gives him a little bit to write about. Uh, Firewall is the better technical writer, but Stone has been in the game forever, and he's got a lot to talk about. So this should be this should be a good opener. Yeah, it's... A, it's- Decent, appropriate opening card, I guess. Um, Firewall. It's also, you know, it's Alan. So, you know, if Devin Stone writes anything, he's probably going to get into it. But but this is what owners have to do. And uh, still should be a good match. Uh, Decent opening card. Uh, Yeah, and I am writing this, so it's going to be pretty, pretty amazing. Oh, wait, you're writing it? Yes, oh, yeah, you are writing this, aren't you? 
Oh, that's cool. I hate writing matches, but I feel bad for never writing them, so I took one. Well, at least you, don't, you didn't take a long one. <laughs> no, that's why I took the opener. Yeah. <laughs> you know what you were doing. Yeah, yeah I'm not so, taking uh, fucking yeah. Merciless versus Rob Riot at the pay-per-view unless you all want to go home disappointed, so. Yeah. Give yourself more credit. I think you're a good All guy. right. Next up, we have Scotty Adams versus Jackie Wenzel, a legacy contendership match. They will face Billy Fowler later in the night for the legacy title. Yep, the winner of this will go on to take on Mr. Fowler, and uh, <clears throat> this is not an easy one to call at all, I will say. No. Uh, Wenzel has a really interesting character. Uh, both are good writers, and... <laughs> Both of them are going to have to pull it out because they're up against Billy Fowler later in the night. So they have to be role-playing not only for their opponent, but for Billy as well, who's very good, and I I would know that from experience. Yeah. So, Scotty, you got your work cut out for you, buddy. Because, uh, you know, uh, Ethan Locklear there, he's no slouch. And uh, also, this is a new character for him, which means he's going to be brimming with ideas and he's, you know, going to be really into him. Uh, going to be a challenging okay. match, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, Scotty's going to have to really uh, up his game a little bit. You know, make sure you, if you're going to get through this and then go on to take on Billy, that's an even tougher challenge, I think. Um, as long as Billy's, uh, you know, wife doesn't have his balls in her purse. <laughs> yeah, Scotty he's actually he's able to role play. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Scotty Adams says he has two to three role plays to come for this one. He's got about 4,000 words written down so far, and not even through part one. So hopefully... Yeah, he's already working on it. <laughs> yeah, we'll have some good shit. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, this will this will, this will be a good match. It, I think even just because of how close, you know, equally balanced it is, it'll probably might be one of the best matches on the card. It'll be a good match. Because the best matches are the matches you don't know who's going to win. That's the great, you know, that's the thing. Yep. That that suspension. Suspense. Suspense, that's the one. Right. I got it. I got it. I got my dictionary right here. It says, yeah. Okay. Suspense. Okay, give Pete a minute, everyone. Uh, next uh-huh. up, we have Finn Windbag and Knob Kerfluffle coming off of their glorious victory against Hell's Bouncer and Devin Stone versus Dylan Erickson and Hecklewood, who are finally teaming three events after they announced that they would be teaming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's mostly my fault. I told him I only wanted to do one character. I only could do one character per event. Uh, Damn it! So, <laughs> so this event is a Hecklewood event, which is good because I can just kind of yeah. have fun with it. I don't have to do too much deep writing or any of that. I'm not. No, because who cares? Anyone, we lose. I'm not. It doesn't matter. Well, I care. I, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing our tag team go to the top, but see. Storyline-wise, this would be awesome if we ended up getting the the tag belts. That would be nice. The kingdom has, you know, every fucking title and well, not every title, but it's at least got holding the tag team. You see the kingdom walk out with belts dripping off. You know, you got three belts when they come out: is world title, and then you got two tag titles, and it just, you know, it it would do a lot for the pushing of the stable itself. Yeah, it would. So. uh, I think this definitely will put us into contendership if we beat them, which uh, eh, I don't see that being a huge problem to you. 
Uh, I've already got a thousand words written down. Uh, I'm looking into it. I think it'll be a fun match. Um, I, yeah, I think it's going to be a good one. Yeah, I think it is too. Uh, although I don't know because it's eh, not to be a pompous windbag, <laughs> but I have a feeling that because I'm there, one of these fuckers will no show. <laughs> They'll just say screw it. We're not. We're not bothering this week. Well, that's a positive. Uh, it's a little. It's a mini prediction. Let's just say one of them doesn't <laughs> show up. I would actually then, you know, Polly. One of them's Polly, so maybe not even for that reason. He just might not show up. <laughs> let's let's not forget this guy flakes like dandruff. I love you, Polly. Island of Misfit Wrestlers was awesome, but you flaked on that too, you bastard. Killed my hopes and dreams of having another claw like Ted. I couldn't do it on my own. All right, there's enough of that. A <laughs> test of strength. Okay. Ooh, a mystery Mist- opponent match. Versus Vengador Oscuro. Who is the mystery opponent? I wonder. Hell's Bouncer? What's, well, who isn't on this card that normally would be Hell's on this Bouncer. card? No. What kind of surprise <laughs> would that fucking be? It's not Elmo. It's, uh... Uh, Jaguar. Jaguar? That would be a big fucking surprise, but I doubt it. That would be awesome. I haven't even seen uh, him Rob on the Riot site. Rob on the card. And yeah, it wouldn't be Riot. If it was Riot, I'd be pissed. Like, it's too many times he'd been the mystery of the problem. <laughs> yeah, I'd be... That's the kind of thing, even though he's the biggest star in the fucking whole thing, it's like, you know... Yeah, collective groan from the audience. Oh, yeah, it's Rob again. He's the mystery. Okay. <laughs> All right. Go ahead. Go ahead uh, and kill him, Rob. Uh, who else did I write down here? Uh, Brother Abaddon, or one of his many characters, because he's been active on the forums recently. Mm, eh, I'd say no. He's already got a role play with Morgan Davis to write, and he's coming back with him. So I, I don't, I don't see Summer off stretching himself that much. Yeah, and then there's a whole bunch of long shot surprises. Um, I don't think it's somebody that's not on the roster. I think it's somebody, the mystery will be somebody that's on the roster. I'm not sure who. So we're not but it's got to be, it must be one of the bigger, it must be one of the bigger stars. I don't know. Yeah. So Just because probably going to be a Rob Riot. Hopefully, I'm hoping personally, even though Rob Riot is awesome, I'm hoping it's Jaguar. But that's just me. Yeah, I think that's not too realistic. No, it's not. Because I haven't even I haven't seen him on the site. You know, he, he dropped a comment once in a while, even. But I, it's like been two or three months since he's even been on the site. I've, yeah. At least in any kind of engaging way. So. Yeah. So I, hopefully a throw. Puts a lot of effort into the role play, though. Uh, knock it out of the park. Give the mystery person a run for their money. Yeah. Because could be a anyone. Lot of times, Who knows? I could be just talking on my ass like I usually am, and it could be just somebody that this Ben Gador Oscuro dude knows from another Fed that he's bringing in, and like that happened before here, and I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. It's pretty cool. Yeah, could it's, be one it's, of the, it's fun to could have Could be one of the Koresh's. Could be, could be Kane Koresh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe that freakish motherfucker going to step in there. I don't know. 
So next up, we have Morcan Davis versus Chris Gibson. Ah, uh, yes, the return of Morcan. What do you make of this? I think he should have uh, come uh, back with a different character, or we're going to bring back Davis. Personally, I, I wouldn't mind if he could come back with. I, I would have. Something new, all new. He's going to come up with characters. I really would have liked to have seen something brand new from him. Or one of his older characters like that. There was that one, and he wrote one role play for this character back in NGW. And I was like, this character is fucking awesome. He was called Samabulous or something like that. And yeah. uh, he was like this fucking fucked up hermit dude or some shit. And, <laughs> uh, but, I mean, awesome character. I'm like, you go with this guy. Go with that. I remember I think I even PM'd him back then. I said, go with this guy. I really would like to see you take this character and see where you can go with him. And, uh, he just kind of... Yeah. Back I particularly enjoyed this corrupt Canadian politician prime minister that he uh, prime minister character that he had once. I really enjoyed yeah. that one. And was that guy the actual supposed to be the actual prime minister, or was he a prime minister like? No, he ran and lost multiple times as a conservative. Okay. Yeah, yeah, that's a really cool idea too, and I, he should come back with somebody like that. Because the simple fact is, to me, Morgan Davis, he's he's changed the character, you know, face to heel, face to heel, face to heel, personality to personality so many times now that I think it's just, I don't know what he's going to do with this character now. It's so fresh that it's going to just blow me out of the water. I, I would have really liked to see him come back with it. After taking a hiatus, oftentimes he comes back with a brand new character. And uh, it would have been cool if he had done that. But we'll see what he can do with Davis. Um, yeah, we have two great talents. This is going to be a hell of a match. Yes, it is. Gibson, do your best, buddy. You know, <laughs> don't slouch on this one because he's going to come back. Oh no! First, this is his first role play in a while, so it's probably going to be a lengthy one. And uh, all of his new ideas are going to be there and everything. So you know, you're you're facing a a real powerhouse here. That he is. Uh, next up, Caleb Koresh, a.k.a. Nocturnal, versus the Reverend Shane Mitchell, who seems, who I'm surprised isn't right in the main event mix right now, based on his recent string of victories. He, uh, he's close to the main event. I mean, he doesn't, it's just the storyline-wise what's going on. He's on his way to facing me. You notice that this is who I, my main feud has been changed for the last, you know, several events. Yeah, uh, yeah. They keep putting me against other people, so i got to divide my attention. But, <laughs> uh, I'd like to say, like, you know, it doesn't have to be a one-time thing. Like, okay, we feud and we feud and we feud, and then finally we face each other on pay-per-view. Like, fucking let's face, let, let me and Shane just face each other, like, every fucking week for, like, two or three weeks in a row. Imagine the role plays, because neither one of us have to concentrate, like, oh, that's it. I have to, you know, half this role play has to be dedicated to fucking facing so-and-so. If we could just literally concentrate on our story that we have, you know, that we talk about, too, that we're, where we're going to go with it and everything, just let us do that, and let me just face Shane for, like, two or three events, you know? Like, we'll just have an ongoing, memorable, bitter-ass feud. And finally, the final match between us can be where it's all really finally decided at the pay-per-view. Or maybe even have it be a career killer thing or something. That'd be cool. 
Um, but as far yeah. as this match, I yapped about myself too much, folks. I know that. Taking down a freak, Caleb Koresh, who uh, I love the fact that Nocturnal is using him now as character and that because uh, this guy's just a fucked up freak motherfucker. Um, probably even worse than Noc himself. Certainly not as eloquent. And uh, <laughs> facing Shane Mitchell. Very interesting. Yeah. And, and, uh, and Mitchell's yeah. actually got a challenge on his hands for a change. Because <laughs> you, <laughs> for the last, you know, I don't know how many fucking shows, he doesn't have much of one. <laughs> no, no, he faced that Dylan Erickson loser. The guy last week didn't even no show. I mean, didn't even show up. I mean. I know. Why were they even putting have, him against he, some fucking lower card, dark match fucking asshole like Dylan Erickson? I know, I know. I don't know why they keep that guy on. He's a jerk, he's an asshole, he needs to be fired immediately. They can't book to save their lives in this place. No, no, they can't. You bring that up every time. And I don't mean your match. Your match was actually, it it was a significant challenge. But I remember the last few, like, few events, I don't know. It just seems... No, no, yeah. He just hasn't had much... Hasn't had much on his plate for a while. Yeah, I feel like he's been fighting a bit. He's been fighting opponents that aren't really at the same caliber. Um, I guess there aren't that many that might have something to do with it, but mm-hmm. hopefully, yeah, I hopefully, think it, it, this is going to be a challenging match for him because even though it's Caleb Koresh and it's not Nocturnal, it's still Martin. But it's also what's good about this is is one of Martin's uh, fly by night you know, experimental characters like that Sarge or whatever. This is a character that is deeply part of the Nocturnal storyline. And, you know, I'm sure that Nocturnal will appear in the role play himself and all of this stuff, you know, it'll be a hell of a role play. Because it's almost like facing Nocturnal. So, especially the momentum that this guy now has after that, you know, masterstroke idea that Martin had the last event of, you know, making him face prop. This is going to be one hell of a fucking match, I think. Probably. Who's, write, who's writing this one, anyway? We already have a decision on that? Who's writing this? Oh, it's Martin, probably, I imagine. Yeah, I'm going to have a look here. Vastrix has updated it. Uh, Martin, yeah, Martin's writing it. It's, yeah, okay. Well, then we're really in for a duty. Yeah. And, uh, then we've got two more matches after that. To me, this is even more. This should be the free main event. This is Shane Mitchell versus Perez. It should be right before Valentine and Cardo. Yeah, but now, then we have Jessica King versus Kira Washington and Eddie Havoc in a handicap match. Um, I don't know how for this the, works. It's for the Anarchy title. The Anarchy title. Uh, I don't know how this is going to work. Like if Washington and Havoc's role play grades are going to be averaged, or if they win, do they continue to co-hold the belts? Um, are they permanently defending it as a team? I wouldn't think so. I think yep. it's a pay-per-view that they would have to finally face each other. But question marks abound here. Yes. And uh, but I think this is going to be another interesting match because to me it's pretty close. Is who you got? Both are very good. Yeah. My prediction is Jessica King is going to take it, but it's not going to be easy, you know? No. This isn't no. going to be a foregone conclusion on this one. Either. 
yeah, Washington and Havoc both have to pull it out to avoid, you know, letting each other down as well. So that should be a good one. Yeah. Uh, the next up I, we have... The winner of Scotty and Jakey versus Billy Fowler for yeah. the Legacy Championship. We already covered this before for the most part. Yeah, I mean, you don't really have to talk about this once you talked about that. (laughs) (laughs) But we'll talk about it anyway. My prediction. (laughs) I don't have a prediction on this one. (laughs) (laughs) Unless they spin it, unless they spin it where even more, it's a close match, it's a very close match, and they're at that, they're scratching their heads, oh, fuck, who wins the thing? And they decide to go the the same route like they did with the Hall of Fame and just have Billy, you know, pull some crooked shit to uh, sneak. See, I like, I I don't know. I like the fact that Billy Fowler is kind of becoming like a a seven-plus-foot-plus, like, snake. You know? He's, he's like, getting all this unearned shit, you know? And, like, maybe the legacy champion, you know? That whole thing, too. I don't know. I I like the way the character is going. At least he's going somewhere. No, individually. Rather than just being a bastard. Although yeah. that's important. That's important, yeah, too. Yeah, sure. Going bastard. somewhere, especially because the bastards aren't teaming very often, so... Yeah, I mean, it's all they, they got the chance of, you know, the, the bag titles and everything. But uh, yeah. since Frank Windsor hasn't been in the picture, really, uh, you know... It, the bastards have kind of like gone down to just that tag team rather than a stable as, as much. And uh, but it's nice to see them individually doing their own thing, you know. And uh, so Fowler has some direction, and I like the fact that his direction currently is like he's just becoming this weasel. <laughs> <laughs> it's cool to the character. I really, I think it is. So finally, that brings us to the main event. Main this event is probably of, probably that I imagine this is the match people are going to be looking forward to the most. Most likely. Um, and it's got to be one hell of a match. And I, Alan right in this one, I think, or. Uh, let me check here. Uh, no one's taken it as of yet. Nobody's taken it as of yet. No one's taken it. Interesting might end up being Riot. Maybe Rob will take it. Usually those matches are decided who's going to take those. You know, main event matches are usually decided pretty quickly who's going to yeah. take them. But maybe they're trying, they're mulling it over or whatever like that. Um, yeah. I'm sure so it's going to be mind, somebody. I don't know anything about either of these guys, so <laughs> I don't really have a lot to contribute. <laughs> oh, I know plenty about RB Cardone, I'll tell you that. The only thing I know is that Hunter Valentine was in NEW forever, and Cardone helped found RSW. That's about it. Yeah. Well, Cardone is a great, uh, one of the best. He's one of the best role players from a technical standpoint, and uh, he has an ongoing story to his character that goes back, like, years that he's constantly just building on and, you know, it's almost like a, a, it's almost like a kind of a detective crime drama TV series, you know, where the main character happens to also be a wrestler. 
if you read his stuff. It really is it really is interesting. And uh even when he was here last time I don't think a lot of people, you know, just kinda of glossed over his shit, didn't really give it the chance that it deserved. So he doesn't get as much credit in this Fed as I think he should. And mostly it's because he hasn't stuck here. You know. He's had real life things and he's had to leave. But uh, the guy is one of the best. GCW, he was one of the absolute best in there. And that was a Fed full of the best people. So, and the Hunter, yeah, I know Hunter. Uh, Hunter is as Hunter does. And he's one of the best promo guys out there. And uh, oftentimes funny. I like his, he's a certain sense of humor to his character that I've always enjoyed. Um, so it's going to be a bang-up match, you know, whoever writes oh, yeah. it, whether it's Rob or Alan or whatever, it's going to be a great main event, totally great main event, and it's going to be a great event altogether. I mean, you've got some fucking great matches on here. Really very well-booked event, you know? It really is. It's a just very well-booked event right down the line. So we'll see what happens there, and... uh Heading back to the chat here to see if uh, we still have an audience. Yep, Scotty's still there. Uh, Lucas came in for a while and then left. Oh, did he? I'm just getting yeah. back here to the chat now that I'm, I don't have to look at the card anymore. Uh, yeah, we have Eddie Havoc. Oh, yeah, Lucas Williams. He's back anyway. Um, yeah. But Scotty's had a bit to say. Um so great to have Scotty here. Great to have Havoc here as well. Oh, yeah, he's still here. Unfortunately, yeah. we're about to end the show. But <laughs> we're about to end the show, but it's great to have you. Yes, it is, definitely. It's nice to have an audience. <laughs> uh, our first few shows coming back, we didn't really have any kind of an audience. Zero. Um, zero, really, yeah. Well, we had E-Rock once. We, how many shows in the past did we do like that, too? Or literally, it was just you and me on the phone, really. It was more we did a lot. I posted the CWE message boards, and people listened and yelled at me about them. Oh yeah, you did shows by yourself? No, I did shows with you, and then I would post them in the forum at CWE. Oh yeah, I remember that's right. That was when I wasn't even in the Fed. Yeah, and it, it yeah, you weren't there, but I would post them anyway, and they would listen to them and get angry at me. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm surprised you didn't get fired from there long before you did, actually. I know. They, I, I towards the end, they, they hated you. <laughs> they hated you so much towards the end. But oh, I think they hate- firing you would have made them appear to be the same kind of dicks that you were accusing them of being. So they didn't do it because of that. No, they kept me around. They kept me around. I retired of my own volition and uh, basically gave them all the middle finger in my final role play. And then they all said that they loved my final role play, so it worked out anyway. Yeah. <laughs> mm. so that's about it for us here. Yeah, that it is. And we will wrap this show up with another sensational goodbye. And Goodbye, uh, everyone. <laughs> it's been fun. Yep, and uh, stay tuned for the next show, which will be uh, maybe after the next event. Probably, yeah. <laughs> Are you going to get a chance to do these every single uh, every single event? Probably. I would. Probably, yeah. Yeah. We're just lifeless. All right. Enough. Thanks yeah. very much for joining us, everybody.
Yes, thank you very much, and we'll see you back in Riot Star Wrestling. Ciao. All right. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Jumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Jumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.